brother i'm grace hello brother i'm stephanie and this is doppelgangers today we're talking about season six episode 16 of the vampire diaries which is called the downward spiral and it's not caroline's downward spiral bitch she's going up i mean it is her downward spiral um but it's super fun to to watch you know i had been saying this new chapter is like the motherhood chapter which i don't think is right but now it's like well caroline's mothering so (laughs) <laughs> so it could be. So this is the beginning of the next chapter, and this will take us through the end of the season. And even after seeing this episode, I want you to guess because I think it will be hard for you to guess even with this episode. So I want you to guess before I tell you what is this chapter that we're starting this week. Oh, um, you can guess the mother chapter. I already guessed that. I want to guess something else in case that one's wrong, which I I'm guessing it is. Because why would I make you guess again if it was right? <laughs> Maybe just the humanity chapter. I feel like with two people with humanity off, we haven't had that in a long time, if ever. And particularly Stefan, he's going to make that everyone's problem. And you think that's going to last through the end of the season? No, I don't like I don't think they'll have their humanity off through the end of the season. But I do think the effects of it will be a driving force through the season. So I'll go with that. So that was wrong. Okay. well, what else is new? Yeah. And when I say this, you're going to be like, oh, man, because I could have guessed it. You could have guessed it. I think it's hard to guess. I assumed you wouldn't based on the structure of this episode, but you could have guessed it because this next chapter is the Salvatore chapter. Okay. well, I thought about picking another name because of the Perker chapter. Yeah, but I didn't. So I probably wasn't going to get there because we only get a little bit of their mother this episode. But that the title of the chapter implies we'll be getting more of their mother. Or we'll learn more about her, but we'll see. Yeah, I assume we'll get a good amount of information. I mean, the the ripperness is in the air. But before we get into all of this stuff, here's a quick ad. I'll start by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. After shutting off her humanity following the death of her mother, Caroline gives her friends an unexpected ultimatum. Not knowing how to handle the new Caroline, Stefan's attempt to intervene sets off a dangerous chain of events, leaving him and Elena in a race against the clock. Meanwhile... After seeking answers from Kai about the prison world, Damon's world is turned upside down when he learns some devastating news about his mother, Lily. Elsewhere, Enzo finds himself becoming increasingly intrigued by Sarah Salvatore, and Bonnie begins to struggle with the effects of being back in the real world. We open the episode at Skullbur. Once again, a very gratuitous shot of the sign that I missed (laughs) on my former watches. It seems like it could be a party or it could just be a weekend night at the bar. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. Caroline is at the bar and she says to the bartender, hello, I'm empty. Phil, please. The bartender says, well, I think you've had enough. This guy is on a power trip now because Liv's not there. And she was the only bartender for ages. Yeah. He's like, finally, Liv isn't here and I can actually like do my job. I I actually get to serve drinks. (laughs) Caroline says, look at my face. This is me straining to care less about what you think. She strains a little bit. She says, nope, I can't. And she's notably still in her funeral dress. So she went right here. The bartender says, okay, well, I'm going to call you a cab. Caroline grabs his arm and says, here's the thing. My mom just died. As in, I just put her dead, cancer-riddled body into the ground four hours and 32 minutes ago. And he says, oh, I'm really sorry for your loss. She says, I don't care about that. I'm just saying, my feet have been crammed in the world's most uncomfortable heels for an entire day. And your tequila is the only thing that seems to be helping. And the bartender says, you know what? Okay, I'll grab you another drink. 
He says, you know what? Fine. <laughs> she says, thank you. And then up walks Liam. Haven't seen him in a minute. Welcome back, Liam. And it's like, what are you doing here? As though he doesn't go to school here. Like, of course, yeah. he's allowed to be here. You're going to regret getting back involved with this group, Liam. He says Caroline Forbes, the girl from the swimming hole, who he never even really met, but he was compelled to forget Elena. So I guess this is who he's remembering. Yeah. Kenneth says, Liam, the boy I totally forgot existed. And he says, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he doesn't let that stop him. He says, I was just about to tell you how sexy you look tonight. Again, in her funeral dress. This boy. I mean, this day is not going to go any better for him, but it doesn't even start super great. Yeah. Caroline says, you are drunk. And he says, I'm slightly buzzed, getting my ass whooped in shuffleboard upstairs. Caroline says, lucky you. I just stood all day at my mom's funeral. God, you're cute. Are you a doctor yet? And he says, wait, hold on. Your mom just died? He said, you moved past that first part really quick. Yeah, he said, number one, no, I'm not a doctor. It's been, what, a month? (laughs) Number two, your mom just died? And Caroline says, you want to get out of here? She says, what? You have a girlfriend? We all know you're not dating Elena Gilbert. And as far as he knows, Elena Gilbert is a girl he knows at volunteer shifts. So he's yeah. like, why would I be dating Elena? Caroline says, you wouldn't be dating Elena. But even if you were, it wouldn't matter because nothing matters. Not a thing. And he says, she is definitely not in a healthy place, but she is pretty. So I am going to make out with her. Probably should have read the signs here, Liam. This is not a girl who you need to be making out with tonight. Yeah. They go out to the alley or a little alcove on the street. They make out sexily. She hears his heartbeat. So she's like, oh, okay. So then she bites him and she feeds and we fade out. And we're meant to believe that she likely killed him. Which, you know, I was kind of like, it would be funny if Liam came back and immediately got killed. That's how it goes with these people sometimes. They make it through and then all of a sudden, six episodes later, it's their time. We go over to the Whitmore dorm. Elena is on the phone with Stefan. Stefan's at Caroline's house. And Elena says, it's like she never lived here. How's her house? And Stefan says, it's totally empty. She took everything but the doors off their hinges. And Elena says, so what? She just flipped the humanity switch, came back to the dorm and took all of her clothes and thank you notes and just left town? That makes no sense. And Stefan says, this coming from the girl who burned her house down. And look, we've made a lot of fun about Elena burning her house down. But at least the like logic there was trackable. It was a bad decision. Yeah. But she was like, I have bad memories here. I'm burning the house down. That does make more sense than Caroline completely cleaning out everywhere she lives, at least without any context. Well, like, yes, burning the house down was stupid, but like her brother did die. Also, yeah, Stefan saying this coming from the girl who burned her house down. This coming from the ripper of goddamn Monterey. Yeah, I mean, like Damon can say stuff about burning the house down. Caroline can't. Stefan, let's let's reserve our judgment. okay, King can't say it either. Damon killed a bunch of people because his brother was mean to him. I mean, like, (laughs) yeah, no, none of these people really have a a, like a leg to stand on in arguments of being well behaved with their humanity off, except Caroline will after this. Yeah, because for all her issues, the expectations she laid out are clear and she made her choice with her humanity off and she's sticking with what she wanted to do. Like, there's no like, oh, surprise, I'm a ripper. Unlike all y'all who just like had to kill people or like Elena who just became a massive bitch to every girl she saw. Like <laughs> Caroline's just having a good, she just wants to dance. Yeah, Caroline's just finally not anxious about things. Sorry, she's kind of queening. Yeah. Elena says, do you think she's trying to cut off all ties to her past? And Stefan says, I certainly don't think she's having a yard sale, Elena. And Elena says, okay, why are you getting mad at me? I'm not the one who did this. And he says, I know, I'm sorry. Because the question, do you think she's trying to cut off all ties to her past? Is like a fair question 
a fair mm-hmm. hypothesis and probably correct, but it is like, girl, that's obviously what she's doing. Yeah. Maybe that's why Stefan's annoyed. And obviously Stefan's annoyed because he feels responsible for all of this. Yeah. I think he feels responsible for her making this choice, but then he also has a little bit of resentment that Elena couldn't stop it in the like 11th hour. Yeah. Like he's like, how did none, how were none of us able to stop this? Like we have to do this for her. And it's like, I don't know in what world you can stop Caroline from doing anything. Yeah. Elena says, I'm just going to look around campus. Maybe someone's seen her. Just let me know if you find anything. Okay. And Stefan says, I will. They hang up. Bonnie comes in and says, looks like you could use a friend. Elena did not know Bonnie was back yet. Elena says, oh my God, Bonnie, like, how are you? And Bonnie says, alive? I think I'd be used to this part by now. They hug, they cry, they're reunited. It's very happy. Everyone in this group really needed a win. So I'm glad that Elena and Bonnie get to share this one. Like, it's great news that Bonnie's back. Unfortunately, so many other things beat this news down that by the end of the day, it's like, was that even good news? Like, <laughs> we can't even be excited about it anymore. That prison world's looking better and better. It's yeah. also funny to look at the hierarchy, not even the hierarchy, the order of who Bonnie tells, because she starts with Damon and then goes to Elena and then pretty much everybody else in the world. And then Jeremy. <laughs> what can you say? She was ready to cut that cord. Yeah. And thank God for that. We go over to the Salvatore Mausoleum. Damon is opening a coffin with a crowbar and Kai is there. Looking so sexy in his popped collar at the sun behind him. He's got a little bit of facial hair growing in. He's looking very hot and sexy to me. Kai says, I can't believe Bonnie made it out. Actually, I can. She's plucky. He says, hey, do you need help? Before you answer that, I'd rather not. I just keep experiencing these pangs of guilt watching you. So feelings are just like really hard. Damon says, so is the end of this crowbar, as if to say, like, shut up or I will hit you. Kai says, just saying, digging up mommy's grave, it's dark, even for me. And totally unnecessary, because Damon, Bonnie saw her alive in a 1903 prison world. It's on camera. Do you want to watch it again? Yeah, you can debate the she saw her in the prison world. It's on camera. It's not like a trick of the light. If Bonnie had said, like, I saw this woman and described her and they said, that kind of sounds like my mom. Or even if she had said, who are you? My name is Lily Salvatore. My son's names. <laughs> but it's on camera. Damon says, my mom died of consumption in 1858. We didn't go through the trouble of moving this thing to the family crypt only to find out she's not even in here. Which is even funnier because they did not move Giuseppe into the family crypt. Uh, Damon and Stefan didn't have a chance with these two. Yeah. Giuseppe was bad enough. And now this bitch made them carry an empty coffin across town and put it in the family crypt. She's wrong for that. Kai says, you just called me here because you needed a friend? No, you wanted to know if it was possible for her to exist in another prison world, to which I responded yes, to which you responded with denial. And Damon says, whatever or whoever's on that tape, it's not her. Kai says, that's a great exercise then. Who is it? Yeah, Kai's like, look, we both know you're in denial. I mean, we're almost to the open coffin, so it really doesn't matter. But let's play a game with it. Damon says, I don't know. A ghost? Maybe she has an evil Gemini twin. You know, the twin guess is not crazy because you know the prison world is from the Gemini coven. It's not as insane of a guess as it normally would be. Yeah. But it could not more clearly be wrong. If we didn't learn as much as we do this episode, that's the one I would harp on to gaslight you. Gaslighter! Yeah. But... Alas, we learn more. And Damon explains further why he's in denial. He says, if my mother was imprisoned in 1903, she'd be in her 70s. And Kai says, not if she were like you, which is to say a vampire. Yeah. 
Damon says, I know my mother. She's not a vampire. She's not in a prison world. She died of consumption in 1858. Wrong on all counts. Yeah. Kai says, if you're so sure, why haven't you opened the coffin yet? So Damon does open it, if only to prove something to Kai. But surprise, surprise, it is empty. No decomposing body, no bones, no nothing. It is an empty fucking coffin. And I would be fucking pissed because I went through all that with my dad, hating vampires, becoming a vampire. Meanwhile, she pieced like five years before that, (laughs) became a vampire herself, never reached out to them. You have to wonder if part of why Giuseppe hates vampires so much is if he had knowledge of this. I was going to say, do you think Giuseppe knew? I think it's possible. I don't know. I think it makes sense because he's so like, they're all monsters. No matter what you do, they're all monsters which would be something you would believe if you married someone who turned into a vampire that immediately became a ripper. Sure. But I do think it would be hard for him to not have found a way to kill her, although I'm sure she just peaced. Yeah. But, you know, it's not the first wife who faked her death and turned into a vampire to leave her husband. Yes. Classic thing for women. Classic, classic move. Women be turning. (laughs) Gonko vibes. Yeah. Kai says, congrats. Everything you know about your mother is wrong. And then he leaves. (laughs) <laughs> we go over to Skolber. Enzo is on the upstairs, you know, balcony. He's having like a full pot of tea, which hysterical that this burr sells that. Well, in like a whole antique tea set and everything. And it's like a morning shift. I know there's one bartender on duty and Enzo ordered the full tea set and the bartender's like, are you fucking kidding me? I bet it's like Lisa Vanderpump where he comes and has the same tea every day. And they really want him to stop ordering it because he's the only one who's buying tea. So they keep giving him girlier and girlier teacup sets. But he just likes them more because he's British. Yeah, they're more fun. Downstairs, Sarah is there taking pictures of him with her huge ass camera. So I don't know why she thinks she's not going to get caught. It's, it's not subtle, girl. Sarah Salvatore, Sarah Nelson, is the queen of not having street smarts. And we see that laid out throughout the episode. And that's the divide between... Getting adopted right away and going into foster care. Monique had these street smirks. Yeah. Sarah, not so much. She is trusting. Enzo shows off his veins. Uh, He has no reason to do this. Not that Sarah would know that, except that he knows he's being photographed. Yeah, he's like essentially posing for the camera. Yeah, she hides behind a lamp. And then she looks and he's not up there anymore. And she's like, oh my God, where'd he go? But she turns around, he's right behind her. And he says, in the future, focus on my left side. It's far more attractive. She says, oh my God. (laughs) And he says, we've met before, as as if he's like trying to search for her name, as if he's not orchestrated this whole thing. She says, yes, you saved my friend, Matt. And he looks like a little bit like he can't place it. And she says, with your blood? And he says, oh, yes, Sarah, right? Yeah, because he just (laughs) saves so many people that he can't keep them straight. (laughs) He says, care to join me for a cup of tea? My best angle's up close and personal. She's like, oh, why don't you just sit here? And he says, brave. I like that. And she's not really responding to any of this. Yeah, she's not really falling for it, but she is talking to him. So I guess she's falling for it in that sense. We go back to the dorm. Bonnie is unpacking all her stuff. She says, oh, my God, my not flannel blouse, my not flannel T-shirts. Oh, and I really missed my not flannel V-neck. She's living. Elena has a bottle of champagne and says, suck it, 1994. And she pops the champagne, which Mm -hmm. makes Bonnie jump. Which Elena does not clock. Elena says, so I bought this bottle of champagne the day I thought Damon and I were going to rescue you. But obviously we did not do that. So I could not drink that at the time. Uh, So this is to you. And she raises her glass to a toast. And she says, you were stuck there all by yourself. 
while we were back here living our lives. This is a bad toast. But and you know what? Props to Elena for realizing it was that she fucked up and backing off. Yeah, she was like, "Okay, well, this is getting depressing really fast. Let's drink." I respect that she. Yeah, she caught herself. Bonnie says, "I'm back home. That's all that matters." Cheers. They cheers. Bonnie chugs her first glass of champagne, and Elena says, "Okay." Yeah, because Bonnie's like, I don't want to discuss it, which is actually a super healthy way to deal with it. Yeah. Bonnie says, can we talk about the fact that I drove Jeremy away to art school? I don't think you drove him away. Yeah. I think your death drove him away, but that's certainly not you. And also, he's not in art school, so let's go there. Yeah. Elena says, so does that make you his muse? Because, ew. (laughs) And Bonnie says, do me a favor. Don't tell him I'm back yet. And Elena says, wait, you haven't called him yet? Bonnie says, I want to give him a chance at normalcy before we drag him into all this, you know? And Elena says, no, I I agree. That's also what I want for him. But you should at least tell him you're okay. Bonnie says, and I will. But coming back to life is complicated. Trust me, I've done it before. Besides, we have a roommate without her humanity and in a severe need of an intervention. And speak of the devil and she will appear because Caroline comes in. Arms loaded up with shopping bags. Mm-hmm. And Elena says, oh, Caroline, you're here. Caroline says, you're perceptive. <laughs> Love to see Caroline be bitchy again. I know. Elena says, what are you doing? And Caroline says, starting over. New everything. New sheets, new clothes. I even got us a new blow dryer. And then she sees Bonnie. And she says, oh, my God, Bonnie's back. Ah, I thought you were trapped in 1994. And Bonnie says, I got out. And Caroline says, oh. anyway. <laughs> Elena says, well, anyway, we've been really worried about you, Caroline. And Caroline says, you mean you were worried about those around me? Like if I killed them? Okay, funny story. Remember Liam? And then she turns to Bonnie and says, Elena dated this pre-med hottie, but then realized she still had dealings with Damon, so she compelled him to forget they had a thing. And Elena says, what'd you do to Liam? It's like, every time I make a friend at this fucking college who is outside of the group, somebody kills them. I can't. Caroline says, oh, Liam, I ate him. And he was delicious. We see a flashback of her feeding on him. And she says, you know how cute guys just naturally taste better? And Bonnie says, wait. You killed Elena's ex? And Caroline says, oh my God, can I tell my story, please? <laughs> Remind me why we're glad she's back again. And Elena says, please tell me Liam isn't dead. Caroline says, fine. Okay, so I was feeding. And then that little voice inside my head that tells me to stop, it never piped up. So we see in the flashback, she like lets go of the feeding for a second. And then she says, more please. But Liam like passes out onto her. Mm-hmm. And she says, this is awkward. Oh, you got blood on my necklace. Now I have to clean it. Liam says, what are you doing to me? <laughs> He's overwhelmed. Yeah, and you can't blame him. Caroline says, well, the thing is, I was going to drain you of your blood, but now I'm not really in the mood to drag your corpse through the woods and definitely not in these heels. I guess I could throw you in a dumpster, but then everyone's always being found in dumpsters. And since I was the last person to be seen with you, I'll be questioned by the police. And what if one of them reminds me of my dead mother? And Liam is like, this is a lot of information you're throwing at me. Liam says, what are you talking about? <laughs> She says, you, Liam, just got complicated. Back at the dorm, Elena says, so you didn't kill him because it would be inconvenient. And Caroline says, I shut off my humanity. I didn't turn into an idiot. She's so icon for this. She's so real. And I'm watching the scene. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm standing her. Like, I'm not. I don't have an issue with this. Oh, no, I'm standing. There's very little that happens on the show that is as fun as when one of our main characters gets me without their humanity. That's why everyone really gets a chance to do it. I mean, because probably as an actor, they're like, let me do that. Because it's so much more fun than to play anxious. It was fun when Elena did it. I mean, it went on a little long for her, but it was fun. Caroline says, the last thing I want to do is give you a reason to ruin my life. And she drinks. 
And I think a part of this is like the inconvenience of killing people for one, having to deal with the corpse. B, the fact that if she kills people, that's exactly when they're going to lock her in the salvage dungeon. But C, I think the biggest piece of this I, that I don't think anyone is really clocking the way Caroline is, is the last thing she wants to do is deal with police because that could trigger something. Well, I think it's also like she doesn't want them to try to turn her humanity back on. And if she starts killing people they care about, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. So she's just like, I would like to have my little fun year. And if I start killing the wrong people, you guys are going to make that impossible. Yeah. So Caroline drinks from the champagne bottle. And Bonnie says, this is so weird. It's like she's Caroline, but she's not. And Caroline says, oh, Bonnie, how we all just missed your commentary. Anyway. In return for my good behavior, I want a year where I don't have to feel pain or grief or remorse. You're not going to lock me in a cell and dry me out, and you're definitely not going to try to trigger some latent emotion to snap my humanity back on. And Elena says, so all you want is for us to leave you alone, and you promise not to kill anyone. Caroline says, that's all. She lays out this deal. It's a good deal. From what we see of Caroline, she seems like she's got everything under control. Yeah. Caroline says, granted, If anyone tries anything to flip my switch back on, and I do mean anything, I'll become your worst nightmare. Great. Okay, well, I'm going to get a latte. See ya. She goes. At at this point, I'm not saying this is a perfect deal forever, but I think for for a couple days, like, let's see how this goes, okay? A, I think in this conversation, it's best for Elena to just agree to this, which, I mean, essentially she does. She doesn't say anything against it in this conversation. Until, and I think it's fair that she and Stefan then go to in, on to investigate what really happened with Liam to make sure Caroline is telling them the truth. Oh, definitely. But I do think it is like, let's keep our tabs on her from a distance to make sure she's right. But if she's not going to kill anyone and she just wants a break from the grief, why are we getting involved? Yeah. Like, I would say don't let her have a whole year because the longer it goes on, the harder it will be to turn the humanity back on. But I think like, you know, her mom just died. You know, it hurt. Keep your tabs on her for a few weeks and then revisit some of the emotional stuff in a bit. Like you can get the emotions back, but just give her a couple days to kind of be a little crazy and feel like she beat you. Because to Caroline, in her no humanity form, this is a bit of a game. And also, to be fair, it will be easier to get your way with her if you give her a few days where she thinks that you're on her side. Yeah, because by you trying to go after it right away, like she's going to clock that she's gonna clock it faster and turn on you faster mm-hmm. we go over to the salvatore house damon is on the phone with stefan and damon says so saint caroline keeps her halo even with no humanity stefan is at the hospital on the phone and he says yeah till she snaps and strangles somebody with it damon says even if she does it could be good for her you know blow off some steam thin the herd getting awfully crowded around here we also see at this point that kai is also at the salvatore house playing with stuff And I have to agree with Damon here. I've said this, like, I know they don't want to kill people, but if they each kill, like, one person once in a while, it's not the worst thing. Stefan says, Damon, if she kills somebody, and Damon says, it's not your fault, Stefan. By the time you figured out how you felt about her, it was too late. She made her choice. It's nice of him to say, even though a big reason he didn't realize it is because of Damon's shitty-ass advice. It's not Damon's fault that Stefan didn't have a good handle on his feelings. And... Thank you, Damon, for saying this. Stefan, he said, I'm not listening to that one bit, though. Yeah, he said, I know you don't think it's my fault, but here's the thing I do. Yeah. Stefan says, just do me a favor, okay? Check around Mystic Falls, see if anybody's missing. Damon says, will do, bro. And then he hangs up and says, later. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then Kai says, oh, yeah, why tell your brother that your mom's alive? But I get it. Mom's in a prison world and therefore an evil psychopath. Don't want to ruin little brother's perfect mommy memory. And at this point, we don't know the true level of psycho- psychopathy. Is that how you say it? Psychopathy. But Psychopathy. It takes me a second to think it every time, too. So I'm not going to make fun of you And that. even the correct way doesn't sound right. Yeah. Damon says, I'll tell him as soon as I know the truth, which is why you're still here. Your sister sent me and Elena back to 1994. You can send me back to 1903. And Kai says, yeah, technically I am able to do that, but I'll need the Ascendant for the 1903 prison world. And Damon says, well, as the newly elected president of the Gemini Freaks, I assume you know where to get it. So get it. And Kai says, my pleasure. And then he takes a nice slow drink. And Damon says, you want something. Shocker. And Kai says, you know, ever since you told me Bonnie was back, I can't stop thinking about her. What I did, how she is, it's annoying, really. Look, I need to see her to apologize. And you're going to make that happen. I mean, he's asking for a favor here that he knows the enormity of more so than Damon does. Mm -hmm. But this does seem to be a relatively small favor for what Damon needs in his mind. Yeah. Well, and also Damon's got a little more used to like working with Kai because they've had to in the situation they've been in. So I think it's easy to forget how hard that will be for Bonnie. Because even for me at this point, I was like, okay, like that's not a bad deal. Like let Kai try it, but you forget kind of how traumatizing it was for Miss Bonnie. Yeah. There are ways that Damon could have made this a little easier, but we'll get into it. We go back over to Skullbar. Sarah and Enzo are talking. And Sarah says, so that's it, Enzo. That's all I get. And Enzo says, a name is a very personal thing, Sarah. See, didn't that feel good? And then Sarah says, I have pictures of you. Your veins doing weird non-human things. They're all on this little card. And she holds up the memory card like an idiot. <laughs> Again, no street smart. <laughs> Enzo laughs and says, you went from cowering in a corner to overt blackmail in the span of an hour. Impressive. Also, you know, not for nothing. I'm not saying like the pictures of the veins won't be weird. But, like, if she brings that to someone, they'll be like, okay, maybe he's got weird veins. Like, it doesn't really prove anything yeah. worth proving. Like, maybe he's got veins on his face. Also, like, maybe you photoshopped that. Yeah. Aren't you a photography major? Yeah, we know you take photos. Like, is this just a weird project you're doing? Yeah. Sarah says, I want to know more about you. And Enzo says, fair enough. He says, one, he quickly takes the card, says, I'm very fast. Two, he breaks the card, I'm very strong. And she says, that was like $70. <laughs> and he says, three, I'm very rich. And she says, okay, rich, strong, fast. You have weird veins. You can heal people with your blood. Are you single? No, she does not say that. That's what <laughs> That's I'd, what I'd say. <laughs> uh, she says, what are you? And he says, this is a joke, right? And she says, does it look like I'm joking? He says, oh, okay, you want to hear me say it? Fine. I'm a vampire. And she says, okay, and? And he says, um... <laughs> He says, usually that gets a pretty big shock. Usually that's enough. Yeah. He says, perhaps you didn't hear me. I said, I'm a vampire. You know, like Anne Rice, Dracula, the dreadful Twilight series. A little Twilight jab. They love to do it. They got to do it. Sarah says, no, I know what they are. I just thought there would be more to it. And Enzo is just shook. Enzo is dumbfounded by this because he was like, what? This is supposed to be really interesting and sexy. Caroline approaches and says, it's okay. The whole vampire thing is over anyway. Enzo says, Caroline. And Caroline says, who is this nice girl we're divulging all of our deepest, darkest secrets to? Sarah says, I'm Sarah. Caroline says, Sarah, photographer Sarah. Stephens. Enzo says, Caroline. <laughs> Enzo says, you are not going to blow up my spot. I've been planning this. I've been 
putting the wheels in motion. I ran I ran over Matt with a car. Like, you need to let me reveal this. So Enzo turns to Sarah and compels her, and he says, you need a drink from the bar. So Sarah goes. And Caroline says, it is so nice not to care what you're up to with that poor girl. The old me would have been in such a moral quandary right now. And Enzo says, old you? And she smiles. And he says, oh, my God, you did not. And she says, I did. Right after my mom's funeral. Thank you for coming, by the way. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't really care about that either. And Enzo says, well, you're a laugh riot, aren't you? (laughs) Because the thing about vampires like Enzo or vampires like Damon, that like don't have their humanity off most of the time, are just good with whatever they're doing. Like whenever someone who's like a good person turns their humanity off, they're like, oh, great. Now we got to do this thing. Now you you think we're going to be besties. Yeah, it's like now you want to be my bestie. I would have been your bestie with your humanity on. Yeah. Caroline says, actually, I'm a little bored, which is why I'm recruiting cute boys to come to Whitmore's warehouse party tonight. You like to dance, right? And Enzo says, yeah, I love it. Of course I want to. I it's like, like look dance. at me. I'm, I'm basically Euro trash. Of course I love to dance. Yeah. Caroline says, great. See you there. And she goes. We go over to the hospital. Stefan is in the hallway when Liam comes out. And he says, hey, Stefan. Hey, man. And Stefan says, hey. And then he compels Liam and says, I'm going to ask you a couple questions and I need you to be completely honest with me. And Liam says, I'll be completely honest with you. Stefan says, great. He brings them into a side room and he says, do you remember being around Caroline last night? And Liam says, yeah, kind of hard to forget. (laughs) Stefan says, what's that supposed to mean? (laughs) Stefan's like, oh, I don't like that at all. (laughs) Liam says, we made out pretty hardcore. Ooh, you're going to tell your sophomore teacher about it? Yeah. I guess he's a sophomore in college. That joke doesn't really play. Um, but you get what I'm saying. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you're in high school or middle school. Stefan says, was there any biting involved? Liam says, I guess. You know, I like to bite the lower lip a little bit, but I think it's kind of weird that you're asking me these questions. Stefan says, no, I mean, did she bite you? And Liam says, not that I remember. Hey, are you into her or something? Because, like, I thought she was single. I didn't know you two were, like, a thing. And Stefan says, she is. We're not. And Liam says, great. So can I get out of here, please? Because I'm late for this party. And you're weirding me out. (laughs) He's being completely honest. Yeah. Stefan says, what party? Liam says, a warehouse party off campus. Meanwhile, it's broad daylight outside. And he is literally at work. You are not late for this party. He just doesn't want to hang out with Stefan. (laughs) Liam says, Caroline will be there if you want to watch. Then he leaves. It's like, what a weird thing to say. It's like, you're such a weird dude. Stefan calls Elena and says, hey, listen, I never thought I would ask this. But do you want to go to a rave? You have to remember, this season is airing in 2014-2015. This was a time when, like, raves were big on teen shows. And, I mean, I do say rave in air quotes. Yeah. Because it's just a different way to have a teen party. There's just more neon. Yeah, it's just more neon, and it's usually a little grimier. Yeah. The seedy underbelly of the liberal arts college on Vampire Diaries. I know, exactly. (laughs) We go over to the rave. Elena and Bonnie come in and they are both in leather jackets. Like they are not dressed for a rave. I'm obsessed with pretty much none of the our main characters who go to the rave are dressed for a rave. Even Caroline is the most dressed for a rave and she's still got like jeans and a cute top on. And she still has a leather jacket once she leaves. I mean, I understand that like they don't want to dress them in anything too crazy, but I feel like put them in rave outfits, although it would be absolutely hysterical for like Paul Wesley to have to turn his humanity off in like a neon tank top. Yeah, neon muscle tank. So I do see that maybe that maybe we don't need it. They're so not rave outfits that it's funny. I think if they were each wearing like essentially what Caroline's wearing, like a neon shirt and jeans, 
it would have at least been like, at least you tried to dress for a rave. Yeah. Elena says, well, not exactly the welcome home party I was planning for you. I think we should split up and look for Caroline. And Bonnie says, I think we should split up and look for Caroline because the music's so loud. Elena says, good idea. They split up. Elena walks through the crowd. She's obviously not loving the vibe. And then she spots Caroline dancing with a guy. Caroline spots Elena and shows off her veins. And so Elena like jumps to like go get her. But then Caroline gets rid of the veins and she mouths, I'm fine. And then she winks and goes back to dancing. She's like, see, I don't have to bite whoever I'm dancing with. I can just have a fun night. Some guy walks up to Elena. He is wearing a glow stick around his neck and a bow tie, but he's shirtless. And he starts to dance with Elena. And she says, no. She's like, can you not tell the vibe? You're literally shirtless with a bow tie and I'm in a leather jacket. In what world should the two of us be dancing together? Yeah, she says, get out of here. <laughs> she says, be serious. <laughs> Elsewhere, Bonnie is walking. She also doesn't love the vibe. Some guy comes up to her. He holds out a glow stick and says, want to dance? He does not go to this college. I know it's an off-campus party, but he does not fit in with this crowd at all. He is old. Yeah, he's old and he's creepy. I don't care for him at all. Which I guess is kind of his thing. Bonnie says, I'm actually looking for someone. And he says, oh, come on, it's a party. Have fun. So she, you know, half-heartedly dances a little bit just because she doesn't really want to deal with it. He grabs her waist. She says, down, boy. Yeah, she's like, uh, no. <laughs> and he says, what? Just dancing. Tries to grab her waist again. And she says, I really have to go look for my friend. And he says, I can't help it. You're hot. And he grabs her again. Uh, so she magically burns his hand. Mm -hmm. And he says, ow, what did you do? <laughs> she says, I can't help it. I'm hot. She said, leave me alone, bitch. <laughs> Elsewhere, Elena meets up with Stefan and they debrief about his talk with Liam. And Elena says, did he have any bite marks on him? And Stefan says, no, which means she must have given him her blood. And Elena says, and he doesn't remember her feeding on him at all. And Stefan says he remembers them making out in graphic detail, but that's about it. And Elena says, so that means she's covering her tracks. It's really thorough and it's actually really good. And Stefan's like, don't say this. <laughs> Elena, I love you for this. Stefan says, no, it's not good. It means she's going to use him as a human blood bag every time she's hungry. And Elena says, or she'll drink from the blood bags in our fridge that she just restocked. And Stefan says, why are you defending her? And Elena says, I'm just saying she hasn't hurt anyone. There's no bodies that have shown up at the med center. No students are missing. What if she actually has this under control? We give her her year. She's happy. Thank you, Elena, for at least raising this as a possibility, yeah. because it is true. Caroline said this last week. She's always had more control over her vampire self than Stefan or Elena have. Yeah. And she does seem to be pretty clearly in control. Which, like, definitely keep your tabs on her because things can happen. But, like, everything she's said so far has checked out. And I know Stefan is coming at this from, like, his experience with being a ripper. And I think he's always worried that someone turns their humanity off, they'll become a ripper. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can be worried about that, but, like, you can give her some time. It's yeah. like the one thing she asked for was some time. You don't have to give her a whole year, but, like, you don't have to jump into this right away. And she just asked them to not intervene. I feel like A, they could keep tabs on her or B, they could be like, we're not going to intervene, but we are going to keep tabs on you. And she would have accepted that deal probably. Yeah, because she understands that. Like she's not, again, she turned her humanity off. She didn't become an idiot. She understands who they are. You know, she sees them babysitting her tonight. She doesn't turn on them when they're just babysitting her. Mm -hmm. Stefan says, then what after the year? She magically flips on her humanity switch and she starts feeling everything she's been putting off. Caroline is going to snap, and when she does, it'll be my fault because I'm the reason she did this. And I do think he makes a point that, like, 
she can delay the inevitable, but when she turns her humanity back on, even if she didn't kill anyone, she will still be hit by a barrage of emotions. And yeah. that is when they have to worry about her snapping. And the longer it's off, the more that barrage will be. And yes, the person who will feel responsible is Stefan. The same thing I've been saying is like, do not give her a whole year because you don't want all those emotions building up. But like track what emotions will build up and it will be heard after and she will be more likely to snap after. But that's when you're there to be helpful. Yeah. Elena is very kind to Stefan here. She says pain is the reason she did this because she doesn't want Stefan to feel responsible. And Mm -hmm. Stefan is a part of like Stefan is a part of why she turned her humanity off. But even if Stefan had said the exactly right thing, I don't know that she would have not turned her humanity off. Maybe it would have delayed for a couple days. But I think I I don't think it was something Stefan could have prevented as much as he's giving himself the power to. Yeah, I think in theory he could have prevented it, but he would have had to say the exact right thing. And he wasn't in a place to do that. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Stefan's not known for that, I guess. He's just not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think she had kind of made up her mind. And I think him not immediately, like, giving any proof of his feelings, like, she was just kind of her, like, okay, that's my final sign from the universe to do this. Like, I don't think it was, like, the reason, you know? Yeah. Stefan says, her mother died. Her world was turning upside down. She asked me one simple question. All I had to do was tell her the truth. And I didn't. Now look me in the eye and tell me that I couldn't have stopped this. And she can't do that. And I think what's very hard about Stefan here, what's hard for Stefan here, is it's not just that he had to tell her he was in love with her. Because it would be one thing if he knew he had to tell her that, but he knew he didn't feel that that way. But he didn't have to lie to her. He had to admit to himself his own feelings. Mm -hmm. So his own shortcomings of being unable to be vulnerable, being closed off, are now negatively affecting someone else. And that's why he feels guilty. Not that he didn't say the right thing, but that he wasn't mm-hmm. honest with himself and therefore her. It, it's something that only he could do. Not even have someone else say like, no, Stefan's in love with you. Or even have someone say that to him. Mm-hmm. Like he he couldn't admit that. And so he knows that if he could have just like dealt with his feelings better, then he wouldn't have to worry about her feelings now. And it's like, there was no way for him to, and this is why he shouldn't feel guilty, is there was no way for him to like, know that he needed to work through that a little faster because he just is not good at working through his emotions. It's just an unfortunate thing that they came together, but like this is not something to be guilty about, but I understand why. I, like I'm in many ways team Stefan on this. As you should be. If you weren't, <laughs> I'd be beating your ass. Yeah. Elena says, what's your plan? Uh, his plan, as it turns out, is pretty bad. Yeah, this, I'm not team Stefan on the plan. He He moves forward with, I'll say that. But this is, I mean- This is the kind of plan I expect from Stefan. Yeah. And I do think for a second it almost works, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. So Stefan goes to the bar. He meets Caroline there and he brings them shots. She's a little suspicious at first, but she does take the shots because, hello. Free shot. (laughs) Elsewhere, Bonnie is like running around trying to avoid the crowds at the rave because she's gone from being alone by herself for months and now she's at a rave. This cannot be fun. That's hell. That's hell. So she gets a call from Damon and she picks it up and she says, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm really glad you called. And Damon says, "Uh uh-oh, Caroline, go off the rails. If so, I called it. I don't know that you did, though. Yeah. Stefan was the one who is calling it. it Everyone's trying to call that. That's everyone's fear. That's the whole thing about people turning their humanity off. Bonnie says, gloating in one of my best friend's times of need. Is it weird that I miss you? Damon says, Bonnie, I thought I was clear. Our relationship only exists within the confines of 1994. 
He's joking, obviously. Bonnie says, you think one phone call makes us friends? Damon says, you don't have to pretend, Bonnie. I'm like a fever you can't shake. And she says, yeah, a disease. And she's clearly like, her heart's not in the jokey stuff. So Damon yeah. says, hey, are you okay? And she says, well, um, if scorching some douchebag with my magic is okay, then yeah, I'm peachy. Hey, when you came back, did you just slide back into your old life? And Damon says, oh, you mean the one where my brother was an auto mechanic and my girlfriend forgot she loved me? Yeah. Yeah, he really came into a rough situation, as did Bonnie, but I mean, he wasn't but, winning either. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Bonnie came into a, I think, a rougher big picture situation, mm -hmm. but Damon came into a much rougher personal situation. Yeah. They both had their struggles. Bonnie says, oh, so why did you call me? And Damon says, teensy favor. I don't know if you know this, but when Kai merged with Luke, he went through a big metamorphosis. He went from a sociopathic caterpillar to a slightly less evil butterfly. And Bonnie says, yeah, and anyone who believes that is an idiot. Please don't repeat that name to me again, okay? And you cannot blame her for this at all. Damon says, yeah, okay, I already forgot about it. <laughs> Unfortunately for Damon, I think what would have worked better is starting with, so, you know, we found my mom in that 1903 prison world. I've done some investigating, and I think we could get her back. Unfortunately, I do need to work with Kai, and this is what he's asking. I think it's reasonable to try to lead with, like, he did find empathy. Because yeah. to them, this is compelling because they know more about the merge and they've interacted with him since and they've seen enough proof that this feels believable. That he at least has some empathy. They still don't think he's like Mother Teresa. Yeah, they still think he's evil, but they can see, you know, he's got some comfort and they have seen that he does in some ways care for Bonnie. Now, yes. given Bonnie's experience where he told that exact lie and she fell for it, you can understand why she doesn't want to lean into that. Yeah. Bonnie says, what was the favor? And Damon says, oh, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out on my own. Happy raving. And he hangs up. Kai comes in and says, hey, who is that? And Damon says, that was Bonnie. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't believe there's a new you. And Kai says, but there is a new me. I don't get why she wouldn't believe that. It's the truth. <laughs> he says, you explained it to her so she'd understand it, right? Small words, easy to digest. And Damon says, it's not going to happen. End of story. And Kai says, huh, that's a shame. Because Mama Salvatore's story is pretty fantastic. And Damon, unfortunately, bites on this immediately. So he gives Kyle yeah. the power. Damon says, what are you talking about? <laughs> Kai says, I have a strong lead on the Ascendant. Check the Gemini archives. Lily was captured on a dock in New York City in 1903. I wonder if she was on her way here for you. I mean, it makes sense. She just landed from Europe where... And then he pauses. And... This is so fucked up to say this because he knows the story. He knows she wasn't coming back for him. Or at least he has no proof at all that he was. <laughs> yeah. We don't know for sure what true, was happening true. on that boat. We'll talk about true. it. Damon says, where what? Spit it out. And Kai says, oh, I'm sorry. And then he coughs. He really gives quite a performance. Damon says, you're not going to tell me, are you? <laughs> and Kai says, no, sorry. My throat just got really sore. I'm going to go find a lozenge. And then he gets really close to Damon. <laughs> and he says, Maybe Bonnie will change your mind by the time I find one. And then he goes. Damon's like, okay. Well, he, and he's so unserious because I bet he walked up to a bathroom to even fake finding a lozenge. Yeah. He's being goofy. He's doing a little bit. It's fun. You can't deny that. We go back to the rave. At the bar, Caroline and Stefan are doing more shots. She like sees someone's outfit and she says, that's certainly a look. And Stefan says, don't be jealous. They're laughing. They're smiling. And Caroline says, you should smile more. You're hot. <laughs> and he says... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She says, obviously, you're here to babysit me, but I've had less attractive babysitters. Granted, they were old women and I was eight. And Stefan says, I'm not here to babysit you, Caroline. And she says, well, you obviously are. You, Elena, Bonnie, <laughs> you don't think I can live a normal humanityless vampire existence without killing anyone? And you feel guilty for being such a royal ass at my mom's funeral. She got him there. Stefan says, you're right. I was. Then when I came to apologize and tell you how I really felt, you were gone. And she says, and now I don't care. <laughs> and he says, yeah, but I do. So let me tell you how I really feel. And she says, I really said that I don't care. So you don't have to say that. And I'm watching this. I'm like, Stefan, she's going to see right through this. Like, you're. this is not the move. Yeah, but he keeps, he goes on with it. I get why he's trying it. This is kind of his gag, but it just, I was like, don't do this, Stefan. And he does like her. He wants her back too. Yeah. He says, I like you, Caroline. She says, stop. Uh, He says, I don't know when it became more than friendship, but it did. And it scared me. So I pushed it away. But here we are. She laughs, which is super encouraging for him. She says, see, that wasn't so hard, was it? Only took a couple years, cancer to devour my mom, me to flip my humanity off, but you finally spit it out. And he says, oh, good. That's good. Anger. It means you want to feel. And she says, no, Stefan. It just means I'm pissed. Leave me alone. And he says, hey. And he grabs and he says, let it in. It'll hurt and you'll want to die, but I will be here. I will help you through this, but you have to give me a chance. Please come back. And he touches her face. She closes her eyes. She makes a little bit of a show like she's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then she says, you shouldn't have done that. And then she goes. And it's like, yep, here we go. Yeah. Elsewhere, Liam is walking around the party and Caroline finds him. And she says, hey, where have you been? He says, the bathroom line was like a mile long. Look at all these crazy people here. Because they're all doing cocaine. Yeah, I was going to say, no one's peeing in the bathroom. <laughs> but the CW can't say that. That's a joke for just just the adults. Yeah. Or the cool teens. <laughs> yeah, or the, the teens who really are cool. <laughs> yeah. Caroline says, oh, my God, wow, you are so boring. No wonder Elena didn't pick you. She's so mean. (laughs) He's like, Elena even thought about picking me for a second? (laughs) She says, okay, honest truth, how good are you at surgery? And he says, I'm a pre-med sophomore. I'm terrible. I'm glad he said that because I would think he would believe he was good at it. He was, Yeah, he's humble for that. We love that for him. Caroline says, perfect, come with me. They go. We go out to outside the rave. Caroline is standing by a car when Enzo pulls up. And she says, there you are, finally. Where's your date? What, you don't want to show her off in front of Stefan? And Enzo says, I'm afraid she doesn't find me nearly as fascinating as I do. And Caroline says, but you have an accent. Anything you say is automatically fascinating. And Enzo says, well, I'm afraid we found the exception. Like, I told her that I was a vampire and her eyes literally glazed over. Pure and utter disinterest. After a second, Caroline uh, laughs in his face. That's her favorite move with her humanity up. She loves to giggle. She loves to laugh in people's faces. Enzo says, what is so funny? Caroline says, Stefan's been looking out for Sarah ever since she was a baby, which means he will protect her at any cost. So what do you do when you want someone to have nothing to do with vampires? And Enzo says, compel them not to care about anything to do with vampires. Caroline Forbes, you're a genius. So there is something so funny to think about. Stefan going into the hospital and going up to the baby and going like, okay, there are things called vampires. They're so boring. (laughs) Like... (laughs) He said, oh, the baby survived and then told the nurse, he's like, you got to get out of here. I got to talk. I got to talk to that baby. (laughs) I just need a quick audience with the baby. (laughs) Caroline says, thank you. Now, why don't I show you some of my other talents? She's like touching his chest. She seems like she's hitting on him. Which I was like, this doesn't seem like Caroline, even humanity off. Like, yeah, she kind of is like, "Mm." 
<laughs> but Enzo, you know, he's so noble. He says, sorry, love. It's not as much fun when you're not really you. And he goes. But she smiles because the ploy worked. She has his phone and she goes straight to Sarah Salvatore's contact. What a dumbass getting pickpocketed. Come on. I know. Look alive, Enzo. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's that kind of lack of observation skills that got you locked in a cell in the first place. Yeah, I'm starting to understand how you didn't get out of there. Yeah. We go back into the rave. Bonnie is in some hallway and she leans against the wall and Damon finds her and he says, Hey, and she says, what are you doing here? And he says, okay, don't freak out. But, and then he brings Kai out. And this is just like, I see his intention, but this is bad. And I just think Damon should have known better than this. Yeah. If anyone knows better. And I mean, I know they had each other, but when Damon came out, he must've been overwhelmed by crowds too. So to not only make her face Kai, but to do it, when she's been at a rave, it's just like an all-timer bad move. And I do think he realizes it after it's over. But come on, Damon. I do think I see the intention here. And I think he's like, I need to get this over with so I can get this information. And like, Kai won't hurt her because he feels confident that he knows who Kai is at this point. And he's like, it'll just kind of be quick and easy and get it done. Like, I can see his intention. And I can see why he would underestimate the anger that Bonnie has towards Kai because he didn't see a lot of stuff that happened afterwards. But I think I think he got about two seconds into this and was like, oh, this was this was dumb. And it's yeah. kind of dumb that I didn't think about that. I think as soon as Kai walked out, he was like, oh, I went a little fur here. As soon as he sees Bonnie's face seeing Kai, he's like, mm, maybe bad call. Yeah. Kai says, hi. Damon says, let's just get this over with. And Kai says, um, and Damon says, spit it out. And Kai says, I wanted, we see a flashback of him shooting her in the stomach with the arrow. He says, to apologize. We see a flashback of him strangling her in the car. And he says, for anything I did. And then we see the flashback of him stabbing her with a knife. And he says, that hurt you. Bonnie, did you hear what I said? Not a super great apology, Kai, but I get it. You're new to it. Yeah, he's learning. Bonnie says, if I see your face again, I will melt it off. She goes, she like throws the door to the side as she goes magically. So she's angry. Mm -hmm. And Kai says, hmm, I imagined that going a little differently. And Damon does realize like, okay, yeah, I, pretty, I fucked that up pretty bad. Damon's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Elsewhere, Elena calls Bonnie and she says, hey, Bonnie, where'd you go? Call me. Stefan approaches Elena and says, hey, it worked. I don't know about all that. Yeah, Stefan. I mean, I guess. you hear what she said when she left? A part of the plan did work. Yeah, you know that you have the capability to get those feelings turned back on. But I think we all kind of knew that. Which I guess was the point of the plan was to confirm because Elena says, oh, it worked. Your Caroline's emotional trigger. So we know that was the point of the plan. But I do think he should be more concerned about her saying you shouldn't have done that and then leaving. Well, I think Elena should have been like, I don't know if that's a great plan today because like the one thing she wants us to not do is get it turned back on. So let's maybe not jump into this right away. Maybe she thought Stefan would be a little more subtle, which would be foolish, but... Yeah. Stefan says, I saw it in her eyes. She's still in there. We just have to go find her. And Elena says, wait a second. She's gone. Stefan, she made it very clear that if we mess with her, she's going to retaliate. Elena, you know, again, we've been mean to Elena lately. She's been kind of, you know, not at her best, but she's giving an all-timer showing this week, being like, um, why would you let her leave, you fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah, she's like, what do you mean go find her? 
Like, what the fuck was your role here? Why did you leave her side? Like, why did I leave you alone to do this if you were going to let her leave? She said, hey, question. She didn't happen to say anything ominous right before leaving, did she? Oh, she did. She said, I'm starting to really miss Lexi. Yeah. Stefan says, okay, then we find her, we lock her up, and I push till I break through. I can get her back, Elena. That's very optimistic. That's optimistic. And again, the thing she said she really didn't want you to do. So good luck getting her in a cell. <laughs> yeah. Stefan gets a call from Enzo. And he picks up and he says, you really think I want to hear from you right now? <laughs> but Caroline's on the phone. She says, oh, is someone having a bad night? So then it, both him and Elena start to get worried. Because they're like, why does she have Enzo's phone? And yeah. why is she taunting us? <laughs> Stefan says, what are you doing with Enzo's phone? And we see Caroline is at Skullburg and she says, I stole it. But that's not the question you should be asking right now. You should be asking, why does Enzo have Sarah Salvatore's number in his phone? Or maybe, where is Sarah Salvatore? And ultimately, what the hell are you going to do to her, Caroline? Sarah comes into Skullburg, says, hello, Enzo. You can see there's one girl sitting on the burr. It ain't Enzo. The burr is seemingly closed, and it's just a girl in there on the phone. And also, if I meet Enzo, I mean, at this point, she knows he's a vampire. And even if I don't care about vampires, if it's like nighttime, and yeah. someone who I know is a vampire invites me to hang out, I'm like, mm, I'm not going. You know, even if my curiosity is piqued, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll hang out with this vampire and hear more about it. If I walk by the bar and see it's empty, I'm going to keep on walking. Oh, yeah. We can go on a date in a public space. In the daytime. And you can explain to me how exactly you're in the daytime. Yeah, we'll start there. Caroline says, over here, love, in like a British accent. <laughs> and Sarah says, oh, actually, I'm looking for encounters. Enzo, yeah, I heard you. He's not here right now, but I am. And Stefan says, hey, Caroline, what the hell are you doing with Sarah? And Caroline says, there, an appropriate question. Thanks for asking. As a matter of fact, I'm going to kill her. She hangs up and Sarah is just standing there. Let's try to run, girl. Where are the street smarts? Yeah, like if I'm in a bar and someone says I'm going to kill her, I'm going to turn around. Now, I may not get away because the vampire is fast, but I'm trying. I'll at least try. Absolutely. I'm sure she'll catch me. But at this point, she doesn't know Caroline's a vampire. So she doesn't like. She has no reason to think she can't run away. So why would she not try? And she's right by the door. She has a little yeah. bit of a head start. She's not that deep in the bar. She There's a chance at it. Yeah. We go over to the dorm. Bonnie has gotten home. She is still quite angry. So she magically starts a big fire. Damon comes in and he's right to come after her after what just went down. And he says, hey, calm down. It's just me. He's not here. He says, Bonnie, this is about my mom. Kai knows a lot of stuff about my mom. Good to lay this out now. I still maintain yeah. he should have done it earlier, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, and I think it's good now to say, like, look, that looked bad. And when I watched it, it was bad. But I promise I had a reason, even yeah. if it is actually stupid at the end of the day. I did have a reason why I did this. Yeah. Bonnie says, I don't really give a fuck. I told you I didn't want to see him again, and you did it anyway. And she's right. That was fucked up. Damon says, I know, but Bonnie, and Bonnie says, was I unclear? Damon says, he just wanted to talk. She says, okay, well, now I want to talk. So listen. And Damon says, I get that he hurt you. And she says, I said, listen. She stabs him magically, the same place the arrow stabbed her. She says, I want you to feel what I felt. You were there the first time he hurt me, an arrow through the stomach. But you weren't there for what happened next, when he chased me through the hospital. 
when he strangled me. She magically strangles Damon. He drugged me, tied me up, and stuck me in a trunk. Then suddenly he wants to be nice, you know? Start over. Sound familiar? He lied. And then he stabbed me again. She magically stabs him when he stabbed her. She says, then came the worst part. Because when it was all over, he left me alone. And I wish I could show you what that feels like. But I can't. She stops the magic. She lets him heal. And she says, I want you to get out of here. And he says, Bonnie, I am sorry. And she says, get out. And he does go to his credit. Being in the prison world was bad enough when there were two of them. To be completely by yourself is a different thing. And I think, A, Damon didn't know about the hospital or any of the Thanksgiving stuff. Mm -hmm. They haven't had time to catch up about it. So I get that he might think like the one arrow is all the pain Kai caused. And I don't think he really can contextualize what it's like to be totally alone in the prison world. And to really not have any hope. Because especially after Elena and Damon came and then got pulled out, like she didn't think there was a chance she was getting out. Like she was like, I guess I'm just here now. Like that was my last shot, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's scary. And I think, you know, there are nuances that make it different that Kai is saying different things this time about the merge, et cetera. But like Bonnie doesn't have that context. And it's very fair. When he started talking about empathy, I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's a completely fair reaction. We go back over to Skullbur. Caroline is running the blender when Stefan and Elena arrive. And Caroline says, oh, I'm making margaritas. You guys want one? Elena says, where is Sarah? And Caroline says, I see Stefan fills you in on his big secret. And Stefan says, where is she, Caroline? And Caroline says, not here. That would be stupid. She's with Liam. Say hi on speakerphone. Uh, Liam says, hello. And he sounds scared. And Caroline says, Sarah is helping Liam with his surgical skills. We see them in the basement of the medical center. Sarah is tied to a table. She is screaming, please don't hurt me. And Liam has a scalpel and he says, I don't want to do this. And there's plastic everywhere. Like, it's a setup. At Skullberg, Caroline says, duh, you're probably going to get expelled and found guilty of murder. That's why I compelled you to do what I wanted. Sarah screams. She says, no, please. And Stefan says, look, Caroline, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have pushed you. She says, obviously, I was pretty clear about that. And this is so slave, Caroline. She's like, you know what? I do want someone dead, but I'm not fucking doing it. I have a whole plan set up. She said, no cop is questioning me. This plan is smart, as evil as it is. That's the thing about humanity off is people just lean into their smarts because they don't care about the results of the plan as long as the plan works. And all of a sudden they're genius. That's why like Enzo got Stefan so gagged when he pulled his heart out. I mean- It was iconic. Elena says, look, I know you can't feel it right now, Caroline, but if you kill Sarah, it's going to haunt you forever. Trust me, I did it and it sucks. And this is like good advice from Elena. It's a good thing to harp on and it's good to bring in her own experience. But unfortunately, Caroline does get on her neck here. And Caroline says, I compelled a student to perform surgery on Stefan's niece and you found a way to make this about you. God, you truly have a gift, Elena. When I get like, this is what you have to do to get people to turn their humanity on is to say shit like this. But the first like 50 times you do it, they do not give a fuck. Like, it's like, you're going to care about it. And they're like, "Mm, I don't think so. That doesn't sound like me. But what else can they say? Yeah, but it's like, you have to say it. But it's like, every time it's like, okay, well, it didn't work yet. Like, but it's like, you really can't do anything else. You got to get through the first 50 times. You just can't win for a while. Stefan says, look at me, Caroline. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to leave town? I'll leave town. I'll stay as far away from you as possible. Just please let her go. And Caroline says, that's the problem, Stefan. It doesn't really matter how far away you are. You're still you. 
kind and loyal who with one look can convince me I'm not crazy. That's the Stefan I fell for and the Stefan who can bring me back. And Stefan says, yeah, but killing Sarah isn't going to change that. And Caroline says, I know. That's why I'd rather just change you. Let go of that part of you, Stefan. And Elena says, Caroline, what are you talking about? And Caroline says, if Stefan wants to save Sarah's life, all he has to do is shut his humanity off. Try not to say mother failed because she knows that this is the one person who can bring her emotions back. So she's like, I'm going to take away his ability to do that. And the one who has like the most experience, like she knows that not only could he turn them back on, but he's going to lead the troops in a very efficient way. Mm -hmm. And she knows if she can get Stefan's humanity off, they're going to have to focus on Stefan a lot more than her. Yeah, because Stefan will actually be killing people and she will be like, see, shouldn't you deal with that? Yeah, it's pretty genius. It's Mm -hmm. pretty iconic. Plus, she gets to have fun with Stefan with his humanity off. Mm -hmm. Just that's just a side benefit. She holds up some margaritas and she says, why are you both looking at me like that? Do I need to repeat myself? And Elena says, he's not turning his humanity off. Caroline says, Elena, Stefan unleashed himself for me months ago. He can think for himself now. And Stefan says, okay, well, I also think it's not going to happen. So I'm just (laughs) going to say that. He's like, I'll just lead with that. Caroline says, hey, Liam, cut out her spleen. Elena says, Caroline. And Caroline says, relax. She can live without a spleen. It's really the infection you should be worried about. Sarah says, please don't hurt me. Liam says, I'm so sorry. And he does start to uh, cut into her spleen. And frankly, I I do think Liam could remove a spleen. I mean, we saw him do like the little tracheotomy. Like, I think he could do this without killing her. Yeah, without killing her. You just get to and give a vampire blood before any sort of gangrene or anything sets in. I think she'd be fine. Yeah. Stefan says, hey, Liam, do you remember that conversation we had earlier about being honest? Where are you? Poor Liam is being compelled over the phone by two different people. Like, his poor little brain can't handle this right now. Caroline says, don't answer him, Liam. And Liam says, Whitmore Medical. And Caroline says, hey. <laughs> Caroline's like, what the fuck? Sarah says, please don't hurt me. And she screams again. Sarah says to Elena, go get Sarah out of there. Elena vampire runs. She gets her ass in gear. Caroline says, good luck getting there in time. Sarah says, please, Liam. And Caroline says, how's it going, Liam? And Liam says, I think I'm going to go into pediatrics. <laughs> Caroline says, you know what? I changed my mind. Leave the spleen. Let's be a little bit more symbolic. Take out her heart. Stefan tackles Caroline. Probably should have done it before she said take out the heart. He goes for the phone, but she stakes Stefan in the back. And he's on the ground. He can barely not reach the phone. So she crawls over him to grab the phone. Looking too sexy for words. Exactly. And she says, Liam, you still with me? We go over to the Salvatore house. Damon is having a drink by the fire. And Kai returns. And Damon says, you know what? I am not in the mood for the preamble today. Just tell me why my mom's stuck in 1903. And Kai says, you're not bringing your mom back. And Damon says, that's odd. Sounds like you just asked me to kill you. And Kai says, you requested a truncated version. I respectfully jumped to the end. Damon says, why aren't we bringing her back? Kai says, because there are only two prison worlds in existence. Mine created in 1994 and the one created in 1903 for the sole purpose of locking up your mom and her closet full of crazy pants. Only two prison worlds crazy. At least that's what Kai's telling us. So if we trust him. I feel like he would know. Okay. Damon pushes Kai against the wall and says, you said we'd get her back. And Kai says, I'm telling you, as a semi-sane person, you really don't want that. And Damon says, well, I'm telling you, as a vampire who eats people, you really don't want to piss me off. Kai says, I'm trying to save your life. Damon says, tell me how to get her back. And Kai says, your mom's a ripper, okay? She's a ripper. Apple does not fall for it from the tree. Oh, my God. Poor Stefan. He did not have a chance here. 
Yeah. A ripper mom and a dad who hates vampires. That's a recipe for a self-loathing ripper. Yeah. And Damon just got the self-loathing. A ripper mom and a dad who hates vampires who he killed. It was over for Stephanie. He didn't stand a chance. Damon lets Kai go and Kai continues to explain. He says she turned in 1858, faked her death, and went to Europe where she went a little nuts. Bodies piled up. She moved. She killed some more till she had to move again. They think 3,000 total. For some reason, my coven made it their duty to stop her. They cut her off at New York Harbor before she could tear through Manhattan. Granted, by the time they got to the ship, they found everybody dead. It was so gruesome, they had to burn it there at the harbor. So yikes. Yeah, big yikes. Uh, Damon says, I said that's enough. Kai says, well, I guess I'll show myself out. And Damon falls to the floor because he is overwhelmed with this news. Yeah, that's a lot of information. So let's talk about what we've learned about Lily. Do you believe that what Kai told us here is the truth? I believe that she's a ripper. I think there has to be more to it because like, how bad of a ripper do you have to be for this random coven to want to get involved? So what more would there be to it? Is she evil beyond just being a ripper? I think it might have something to do with who she killed or some that it came to the Gemini's door for some reason. I just, you know, there are plenty of rippers out there and 3000 sounds like a lot, but it's over like, you know, 40 years. Well, so number one, what makes you say there are a lot of rippers out there? We only know one other ripper and it's Stefan. That is true. I guess I assume it has to come up, you know, I would say 15%, you know, that might be high, but. Well, and also, I mean, we don't know exactly the numbers that other rippers do. But if it was that not only was she a ripper, but she killed someone significant, particularly in the Gemini coven, why would Kai not say that? Kai gets no benefit from not giving more information to Damon here. He may not have like the full information necessarily, depending on who he got this information from. I mean, it's a Gemini archive, so I guess you would think it would be pretty extensive. Yeah, and if anyone can get information from the Gemini coven, it's Kai who has the power to literally kill them all. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it interesting that the Gemini Coven hunted this woman down to New York when she was coming from Europe. Like, I just think that's how did they find out about her? And and that leads to another question that I think can provide some information is who turned Lily? Okay. Do you have a guess on who turned Lily? Someone we know? So we know it's 1858. I mean, we have to raise the Catherine possibility just because of the vibes. She was not in Mystic Falls in 1858. Oh, was she not there yet? No, she got there in 1864, where she okay. saw Stefan for the first time. Why would she go there in 1858, turn some lady, and then leave? I thought she had been there earlier than 1864. I didn't remember when. No. Pearl, then? Uh, just if we could get Pearl back on the show for an episode, that would be lovely. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what benefit would Pearl have to turn the wife of a founding family member when Pearl specifically was like, I'm staying out of everybody's business. Nobody needs to know I'm here. Who benefits from turning Lily, if anyone? Or is Lily the one who asks to be turned? I think Lily asked to be turned. Okay. Why? Because she wanted to be a vampire or she wanted immortality. So do you think she always wanted to leave her kids? Do you think she's a deadbeat mother? Yeah. Why do you think she wants to leave her kids? Because Stefan and Damon both seem to have like a lot of love for their mother. Yeah. I think it's a chance that a lot of love for their mother comes from like their dislike for their father. And I think it may be that she wanted to get away from Giuseppe and that was just part of it. But I think the fact that she didn't come back for them or, you know, she may have been coming back for them on the way to New York. 
but I think that's pretty damning. You know, she had a lot of time to come back to them. Do you think she knew they turned? I guess that's true. She may have heard they died. Yeah, exactly. Do you think she knew at the time she went to the prison world that her sons were alive? I guess. Yes or no? I'm still going to lean yes. Okay. It doesn't seem like something she would search information for. But I don't know. There's a lot of Europe to kill in. Like, you don't necessarily have to come back to America. I mean, unless you hear that Manhattan's a big city. and Yeah. Maybe she just felt like coming she's to. She's gone through the major metro areas in Europe. Yeah. I don't know a lot about her. I don't really know what to believe. But I do think the question of who turned her will be illuminating. Sure. That's all I'll say. You seem like unsure why they'd build this whole prison world for just Lily. You're not sure mm-hmm. about that. Do you think she's alone there? Do you think it was for just Lily? Or do you think this is something else? I assume it's just for her because I do think... It's tied to the ship arriving at the harbor. Well, that I just I think one of the main tortures of a prison world is being by yourself and not being able to leave sure and i think if there were other rippers there i think it would kind of defeat the purpose in what way just that they'd have other people to talk to or like cut up so they could still get some ripper satisfaction even if they can't drink blood the same way so they would cut up each other yeah and then heal just to feel something yeah but they don't but a ripper doesn't really like like cutting people up they like drinking blood is it like every day like you get like, today is Lily's day. She gets to feed on everybody today. And everyone takes their turn. Like, I'm just saying, if I'm a ripper, that's better than me being alone. Sure. Like, it's not my ideal, but... So do you think Lily has been able to, like, continue the ripper volumes of blood she was drinking while she's in this prison world? Probably not. Because where do you get blood in 1903 if there's no people around? I don't know. We don't know if animals are in prison worlds we never saw an animal but we don't know if blood bags are there i mean were they having blood bags in 1903 i don't know yeah so i mean there's a whole question of like why wouldn't she be desiccated that is a great question she's not desiccated she's not desiccated and i could see like she's dying of hunger and coming back because she can't die like kai in his prison world but but vampires famously don't die of hunger they just desiccate yeah but she's so that's what i'm saying is like if she were dying quote unquote of hunger and coming back to life that's one thing but then she'd just be desiccating. It's not like the prison world is healing her. Yeah. So that's a question as well. So she could be drinking blood. Maybe the prison world came with blood. Maybe. I mean, I just think it's weird that a single ripper, like the two prison worlds are the one really bad person from the Gemini coven and just a random ripper. So I think there's something else going on because otherwise that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why this Ripper, this prison world, this coven? That's a lot of coincidences. Well, here's another thing I want to bring up then. Maybe Mm -hmm. it isn't random. Because she's a Salvatore. And you know who has to create a prison world is a Bennett. They're necessary. Mm -hmm. And they are both Mystic Falls families. Maybe it isn't quite so random. Maybe it's not just that she's a Ripper. Yeah, maybe it's not just the Gemini coven making that call. Maybe it's personal. My last thing about Lily, just overall question. Is she good or is she evil, if you have to pick? Evil. I think just odds. So we go back to the dorm. Bonnie gets Jeremy's voicemail. She finally gives him a call. And she says, hey, Jeremy, it is Bonnie. It's a really long story, but I am back. I had this whole plan to drive to New Mexico and surprise you. I don't know, show up as one of the models in your drawing class or something. Good thing you didn't do that. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing. Listen, Jeremy, I'm not sure I'm still the same Bonnie you want to be with. That place changed me, and I don't know if I'm scared of myself or actually kind of like the new me. 
if it's okay with you, I think I'm just going to figure me out. And then I promise to come visit you. I hope you will. Bye, Jeremy. She hangs up and she looks at her scar from being stabbed on Thanksgiving. This is as close as we're going to get to a Bonnie and Jeremy breakup. So let's run celebrate. <laughs> it really is like, okay, we've we really squeezed everything out of this that we could, huh? You guys really didn't want to find her another love interest. And I feel like with this, I will also say, I don't know if I confirmed this for you, if I just made you guess. Uh, Stephen McQueen's done. He's not on the show anymore. Oh, I thought he would be done from the art school thing, but then he's like a vampire hunter. So I was like, okay, we'll check in with him. I'm not going to say we're never going to check in with him again, but he is not a series regular anymore. He is not a character we're checking in with regularly anymore. It seemed like the end of a regular era. And because he's becoming a hunter, it's a storyline we saw him already go through becoming a hunter. Yeah. So there's not really much there to explore. So that's essentially. That's what I kind of thought about too when he was doing that. I was like, oh, we're doing this again. Like we don't really have any interest in that. So we're not going to be seeing much of Jeremy anymore. Oh, I'm probably the only one on earth that's sad about that. I know. I don't miss him already. <laughs> yeah. You're like, finally, now I don't have Stephanie talk about Jeremy. Now I don't have to sit through a Jeremy scene every couple episodes. We go over to Whitmore Medical. Elena runs in and she doesn't see them. She turns on her vampire hearing, but she can't really hear anything because it's a hospital. There's a lot of beeping and stuff going on. Yeah. And there's a siren outside, which is only complicating things. Yeah. Downstairs, Liam is getting ready to take out Sarah's heart. He is cutting her shirt. She is screaming. And she says, Liam, no, you will kill me. And Liam says, you're only making it worse. And she says, I will die. Uh, So he puts a tissue in her mouth because he doesn't want to hear it. He's already freaked. Elena goes into the stairwell to listen, which is a good idea. Liam all of a sudden has a drill because he's got to get through the sternum. And Sarah screams and Liam says, I've never used one of these before. I'm so sorry. And he does use it. And I do think like if I have to be given surgery by a pre-med sophomore, Liam is probably the one I'd pick because I know this bitch watches surgery videos on YouTube. I know he's one of those med students. I know he at least knows where to put shit. He at least knew to get the drill. Like, say what you will. I know there's another name for it. It's not really a drill. It's like a sauce. I mean, it's basically a drill. But he at least knows how to get into the hurt without killing me. Now, if he took the hurt out, sure. But at least I have some time. Yeah. We go back over to Skullbar. Stefan groans because he has, you know, the stake in his back. And Caroline says, you don't realize it, but this actually really does hurt me to watch. I'm pathetic. And then she goes to the phone and she says, Liam, she stopped screaming. Is she? And Liam says, I think she passed out. (laughs) And Caroline says, kill her. Call me when it's done. And she hangs up. Then Stefan's phone rings and Caroline pulls the stake out of Stefan and grabs Stefan's phone. And she answers it and she says, Stefan's phone. And Lena says, Caroline, where are they? And Caroline says, hey, you want to be a doctor, right? How long can one live without their heart? Maybe like three seconds tops? Stefan says she's going to let her die, Elena. And Elena says, I can't find them. We're running out of time. And so Stefan realizes, you know, he's kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, it's kind of it's gotten to a point where it's time to negotiate. Yeah. So Stefan says, bring me back. And Elena says, what do you mean? Bring you back from where? Girl, I think, you know, Stefan says, just remember to bring me back. And Elena says, Stefan, no. Elena says, that's above my pay grade. I barely did it last time, please. (laughs) Stefan closes his eyes. The music swells. He opens his eyes. He has flipped the switch. Now, if me, if I'm Stefan, 
I'm faking this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yep, I don't care. Do I think Caroline would have seen through it? Maybe. But I'm going to at least try this. Like, the first time she suggests it, I, I'm going to try it. And then yeah. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I might turn it off anyway. Yeah, he faked it for Klaus for three months. And yes, Caroline knows you better. But you really only have to fake it for about two minutes until she tells Elena where they are. So I think you could get away with it. But Stefan does turn it off because he does feel guilty. And he doesn't want his mistakes to hurt a bunch of other people. And I'm sure Stefan at this point is like, why did I tell anyone about Sarah? Yeah. Like, I should have kept this from everyone like I was doing. Yeah. At Whitmore Medical, Elena says, Stefan, but she hears like metal clanging. And so she finally goes and she finds them. She says, oh my God, because she sees, you know, Sarah's not looking too great. But Liam says, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what I'm doing. So Elena feeds Sarah some of her blood. And Liam says, I have to take out her heart. And he tries to reach for the hole that he's cut in her chest. So to stop him, Elena breaks both his hands and he falls to the ground. Yeah. So good job, Elena. Yeah. And she does not heal him on screen. Uh, We don't ever see her heal him. She must, but she doesn't do it for a while. I'm sure she does. And I'm sure she compels him to forget all this. But it is funny. She has no hesitation. She just breaks his hands. Yeah. Elena feeds Sarah a little bit more blood. Sarah wakes up and Elena says, okay, everything's going to be okay. So she's relieved. So she calls Stefan. Stefan says, hello. Because Elena's like, certainly he must have thought to fake this, right? Yeah, that's what I'd do. Elena says, oh my God, Stefan, thank God. I found her. She's going to be okay. And then we go over to Skullburn and we can see Stefan. And he's pouring himself a margarita. And he says, oh, really? Stefan is not drinking a margarita at all with his humanity on. That is damning. (laughs) Elena says, Stefan, are you okay? And he says, I will be in one second. Then he takes a sip of his margarita and says, "Uh, I really needed that. And Elena's like, not you. Elena says, please don't tell me you shut it off. And Stefan says, okay, I won't. Then he hands the phone to Caroline. She's laying on the bar sexily. And she says, he shut it off. And that is where we end the episode. To which I say, sexy Steriline era incoming. Yes, Steriline has never looked sexier than they were sitting at that bar. How do you think this is going to go for the two of them? Are they going to team up be humanityless together do you think they're gonna get along like how do you think this is gonna go both of them with their humanity off stefan's gonna fall apart pretty quick i think they'll have a little bit of fun with it because it'll be fun for a second it's always fun for a second at the beginning but i do think they're not keeping elena away from this damon's gonna want to talk to someone about the mom situation sure so he's gonna want to get stefan together I think they'll be pulling Stefan first because he will need more attention and it'll just take him more time to do. But I think there's a little bit of fun on the way, but I think it'll take at least two episodes to get Stefan back and probably three or four for Caroline. Let's talk in general. I mean, we've seen Stefan without his humanity off before. We kind of get where he's going, but there's still a gray area for Caroline. This whole episode, she seems very in control, very responsible. And though she's, you know, humanity off, she's not, necessarily doing evil things unprompted will this hold will she actually be able to stay in control like she claims she will i lean that she will be able to keep control if it were truly up to her but i think with stefan with his humanity off yes it prevents someone from actively trying to get her feelings back all the time but she's also not stupid she'll want to you know not have stefan just killing people willy-nilly so i think she'll still have some control issues around like keeping Stefan in check because at this point, humanity free Caroline, her top priority is having fun. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And there's nothing less fun than having to deal with Stefan when he's like in a mood. Like she will still know that like he'll want his humanity back. He'll want to feel guilt. He'll want to do all this. Like I think she's going to get sick of that pretty quick. So do you think she will snap when she gets sick of that? And do you think she will start killing people like some of them are suspecting she might, like Stefan said she might? I think at most she might, like I think she might kill one person. Okay. I'm not concerned about her going on like a massive spree. I think it's possible she kills someone we know, but I think if if that's the case, it'll be a tangential person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more likely just kind of a rando. Like I just don't really think she's going to have a full snap breakdown in the same way. Like, don't get me wrong. I still think she's going to have a hard time coming out of it and facing things. And she may like hurt Stefan along the way. I also think there's a possibility. I think her and Stefan, they can very easily hurt each other in this case because it's just a volatile situation. But there's also a chance that like, they really like hanging out with each other with no humanity and accidentally turn their feelings back on because they're so into each other. Interesting. I think that's kind of a reach. But I think there's a possibility that the love just defeats all. So you already talked about how long you think they're going to be humanityless. How do you think they're going to bring each of them back? I think Stefan is going to be the one who ultimately brings Caroline back. And then I think Stefan is going to be pulled back with this knowledge of their mother. Because I don't think Elena necessarily has the pull to bring him all the way back. I think she can certainly do parts of it. But I think Damon is going to be kind of the most useful there. Although to be fair, I, you know, I think there's also the possibility that because Caroline has more control, it's easier to flip her switch back, whereas Stefan really, really fights that switch all the time. But I, so I think whichever one of them gets the switch back on first is the one who will switch it back on for the other. Sure. If indeed Stefan's switch back will be tied to his mother, how so? Do you think Damon's going to be like, hey, our mom's a ripper. Don't you love her? that what's the plan here i think it's more that like our mom is trapped in a prison world we have to deal with like what this means you're only a ripper because our mom was a ripper and you can control this because it's genetic like you can like you can get past this now that you know the source of it you know what i say if i'm humanity list stefan i don't care if i'm a ripper no i say you made that up our mom's not in a fucking prison world she died of consumption in 1858 you fucking idiot but you have the tape, you have the coffin. But that's the thing. They have all this now motivation to doctor evidence like that and this advanced time. So if I'm humanity Stefan, I say, you faked that tape, you faked the coffin. And I don't care about my mom also. I don't know about that. Okay. I'm just saying if I were humanity Stefan, that's what that argument would do to me. It's not tangible. It's like, okay. I think they can find enough proof and enough information that will prove that Damon believes it. And I, I I, don't know. I have a hard time knowing for sure if Damon is capable of pulling Stefan out of that. Sure. But I think this is the most emotionally loaded thing for Stefan right now because we know he was very close with his mother, I guess. Um, I just think that's that can be connected. Also because it is the Salvatore chapter, mother-son relationship will likely play a role it, for both sons. Interesting. The one thing I am excited about the possibility of with Caroline and Stefan, both humanity off, let's get this trio to be friends. Let's make it a trio with Enzo. Let's be besties. Let's bury the hatchet between Stefan and Enzo here. Let's have fun. Do you think Stefan and Enzo are going to become friends in this situation? I think possibly. Okay. 
That's an interesting, that's just interesting because I get that Stefan could, you know, give up his issues with Enzo, but Enzo's actively engaging in a revenge plan against Stefan. Why would he then be like, let's be friends? Maybe it feels stupid now that he saw Caroline do this, that he was like, that was dramatic. And maybe he'll just be like, wow, Stefan's not taking himself so seriously. He's being open about that he wants to kill people instead of like judging me for it. But he knows his switch is off, so he knows that can't last. I don't think that's an issue. Like, I think he can be as friendly as humanity's off, just like how Rebecca was Elena's friendly humanity's off. But I think this is the doorway into Enzo getting into the group in some way, because he and Bonnie got a kiss. So yeah, he and Bonnie still haven't met. I know. I think Enzo and Caroline are already on the friendship path. And so let's just bring Stefan in the group and let's get a cool little Three Musketeers going. And then everyone learns about each other. I don't know. And Enzo did seem pretty annoyed with Caroline this week. Yeah, but he uh, but I think he also will like to get her back for that reason. So I think him hanging out with them while they're no humanity is a little fun for him. But also then he pulls out the good sides of Caroline. Perhaps. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and her doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five stars rating and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.